Hey, this is Chad Brown. Thanks for checking out Chad and Nate On Demand, presented by SCL Mortgage, the home of MySpecialMortgage.com. You're listening to Chad and Nate on Denver's Sports Station, 104.3 The Fan. Seconds away from NHL free agency 2022. Matt, did you get more excited? It's kind of like waiting outside the fire hydrant, right? Like, I expect that's how we're going to get the news here in just about a minute. Everything's going to be dropping hard on Twitter, so I can't wait to see what comes out. There's already news. Obviously, the, the news of the day so far, Dan, is Josh Manson back to the avalanche Four years, four and a half mil per. This was a huge deal. One of my top off-season priorities for the Avalanche was to either re-sign Manson or find, you know, if you couldn't find an upgrade at the top four position, you know, defensively. But I love the fact that they brought back Manson. He was the best option on the market. He not only was a big impact player, in my opinion, in the locker room. But he provided more offense than we expected. There were some big-time game-winning goals from Josh Manson, some big plays for Manson throughout the Cup Final and since he came over. So Manson back, Helmer is back, Cogs is back, and we have heard, Dan, that they are trying on Nazem Kadri. So where do they stand roughly right now with the two signings, the late two latest signings, and uh, Helm and uh, Manson, what do they have about left, and what do they what do they need? Three or four more players that they have to fill spots they have to fill. Yeah, so with Manson back, I believe that leaves you five open roster spots or, or four open roster spots with Helm as well. So with Manson back at four by four and a half, the Avs had about fourteen point nine. So they've got nine point two million in cap space left. They've got four spots left to go. Now I'm curious to see if we get the Arturi Lekkonen deal coming down the pipeline within the next hour while we're on the air. We very well might. We're waiting on news here any minute, so we'll see. But $9.2 million left in cap space. I don't know how you find room for Nazem Kadri. We hear they're still trying, but as reported last night by Elliot Friedman, that would require quote-unquote major surgery. What that looks like, we're not exactly sure. Whether or not that's a Gerard move who knows but we'll see how it progresses here over the morning i think manson was really important as we know as we know the avalanche are trying to become the exception not the rule to the axiom it requires stanley cup championship caliber goaltending to win stanley cups well the abs are just trying to be so damn good in front of their goaltender that as long as you get average goaltending you've got a really good shot to make a run at a title which is which is very unheard of in the nhl but that's how good the avalanche are and so retaining josh manson is critical because you have to be nearly perfectly defensively and he was a big factor in upgrading their defense. So now we'll see where they go from here. Right, but uh, but but hold on a second there. I when, when you talk about their formula and them being good defensively, it's not them well, you know, camping out in the zone and playing great, you know, lockdown defense in that zone. It's really a lot of it, which Kadri was a huge, huge part of. 
puck possession, keeping it in the other team yeah. zone, firing shots and keeping it away from exposing their goaltender, playing great maybe transition defense. So as, as soon as that puck gets back into the zone, their forwards and their centers and their defensemen work to just get it right back out. It's not, well, we have you know defensemen that just camp out. Uh, because that, frankly, as good as McCarr was, for example, or as good as uh, Taves is, you know, all of them, were, that's kind of a weakness for them. So, Kadri, I just think you cannot underestimate his role on the team. If there's any way you bring him back, and I know your perspective, well, you can't afford the message of paying him more than Landeskog, and then there's some argument to that. But their defense is really predicated on, really, th- their offense, is it not? Yeah, puck position is definitely their best defense. However, at the same time, you have to be really good in your own zone, and you need good defensive But they're defensemen. not. They're not good in their own zone. Well, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't agree with you, actually, at all. Um, when they play to their capabilities, they recommitted to their defensive end. After that 8-6 to six win in Game 1 of the Western Conference Finals against Edmonton, they bounced back, recommitted to the defensive end, and then shut out Edmonton by allowing a small percentage of shots. Yes, puck possession is the largest largest factor there because when you're always on the attack and you keep your foot on the throttle the other team doesn't have time in your zone but when you play so downhill and so aggressive there will be breakaway opportunities the other way so you do need good defensive defensemen to make sure that you can stay home with your assignments and we had seen look at look here's a great example in the st louis game six don't you remember when darcy kemper slid out of his crease like it was a slip and slide and manson tucked himself right in there and blocked the shot with his knee that saved the game, basically, in Game 6. Like, they are pretty good in their own zone. And Jack Johnson coming to the lineup for Sam Gerrard, they definitely got better in their own zone when that happened. Now, Gerrard's great offensively, but when you look at it, Dan, they do need to be solid in their own zone. I, I would give you pushback there. Well, I would, I would agree that they need to be. And listen, they only lost four games, right? right. But when they lost... You would look at the goals they gave up. Now, some of them are just like, Darcy, God, you're soft as butter. Right. But the other ones are like, uh, too many of the goals that they did give up, you would look at them and go, man, they're just, they were hunkered down in their zone. And you're like, man, they're just out of place. They're not good there. But then they may come back the next game, and then they would get back to their formula that works for them, which is, yes, puck possession or defensively. And when you're talking about defensively, it was, it goes into the zone, and they get it right back out. It's clearing if, if, the puck. Yeah, yeah, clear the puck. If if they, if they let the puck sit there and it's going around, bing, bang, bing, they're in trouble a lot. Now, not all the time, but that's not to me. That's well, not their strong team would be. To be fair, I mean, I mean, that's that's exactly what you know the 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 point of of trying to sustain possession in the offensive end is about, right? It's playing keep away and getting the defense rotated so you can create those openings in the ice to either get a pass, maybe back door, or get an open shooting lane. So yeah, I mean, look, Colorado's defense is was the best in the league last year. I don't think anyone would argue. Right, but that. there's different ways to quantify that, right? Okay. I mean, okay, you know, well, on. we're gonna have. I mean, to agree to disagree here because they were good in their own zone and retaining Manson was very important. I'm and not saying it's not. I'm have... just saying Kadri is such a key piece to oh, what oh, this oh, team oh, did. Oh, 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 okay. And what I'm saying yeah. is, and when when the strength of what you do uh, is is puck possession, and which it is, and I just don't understand. I understand I you point. can't afford them, right? You probably right. can't afford them, but if you could. Everything. If you, if you had to trade away whatever, you, not, not anything. Obviously, don't trade any of the core pieces. But anything else, 
I'm fine with. Get rid of it if you can bring him back. That's all well, I'm saying. Well, and to your point, I mean, you've got to be really good defensively with your forwards, right? Which sure. is why you bring back Nachushkin, and which is why you try and bring back Kadri, which they're trying to do. So if they were to do that, they're going to have to find a way to move somebody, Dan. They're just not going to be able to make all these pieces fit with the number that they still have available. And it is possible. Like, they definitely could make a little bit of cap room. There's no doubt about it. And they're trying. I know they're trying. But whether or not that's actually attainable, we're going to see. So as free agency starts, I mean, you asked me earlier what my priorities are now that they have Manson locked up. Kadri is number one, but it, it, like I said earlier, if McKinnon's not done yet, then I imagine we're not going to see that deal today. Lekkinen is certainly an option, and you got to pencil in five of that $9 million for Lekkinen. So then it brings you down to $4 million, Dan, and then you definitely don't have room for Kadri. So for me, I think it, it, it's going to be really interesting, which brings us back to, okay, so if Kadri walks out the door, then the biggest immediate question is what do the Avalanche do at second-line center? And we saw last season in the playoffs against Vegas when Kadri was suspended, how much they missed a piece like that. And then we saw this year when they won the cup, when he returned from that broken thumb, how important of a piece he is to their positional versatility. Because with him in the lineup, they're able to move Landeskog up and down. They're able to move Lekkinen and Nachushkin up and down. They can even play Randon on the second line if they want to. So having that final piece at the in their top six forwards is really important and so i anticipate them if they don't lock up cadre they will go after someone else because they will still be one piece short in my opinion real quick because a texter had asked about this and i was kind of wondering as well what does it mean so i know i mean i know what it means but this is important that you can be up uh, at a certain level on the cap now, but then by the season, you have to yeah. would have to shed salary. Doesn't matter. Like most of yeah, the salary is going to be there, right? Well, yeah, you can go a little bit above it right now, but it's a hard cap. So by the time the season rolls around, you've you've got to be at that number. So if they go above it, I mean, yeah, I guess so. But then again, you're still going to have to get rid of somebody. So it's your, your roster is not going to change between now and then outside of the moves you make. So the numbers aren't going to change either. And outside of, you know, they're, they're, most of their money is locked up in Ranton and, and McKinnon and Landeskog and McCarr right now. And obviously EJ's got a high number. Gerard's got a big number. You know, now you got Manson and Nachushkin. So there's there's less and less money for these other guys. And the center market is starting to dwindle. I mean, we've heard rumors that Vincent Trocek, who spent last year in Carolina, could possibly uh, be on his way to New York, which would be a big name off the center market. We saw last night, late last night, Sidney Crosby flew out to Florida to convince Evgeny Malkin, who'd gotten so upset by the contract negotiations with the Penguins, that Crosby himself had to go to Florida to calm down Gino, and Gino decided to go back. So now Kadri has less competition on the center market. I expect him to get a whopping offer. If not from the Detroit Red Wings, then I expect... Boston to potentially clear some space and go after him. They just made a move by getting rid of center Eric Hollis, so they're angling to do something. We'll see what happens with the Bruins, certainly. I heard Seattle's in on Burakovsky. Seattle has money. They could offer Kadri as well. I mean, look, now that we're just starting to get rolling, now 10 minutes into free agency, deals are really going to start to come down the pipe. And, and honestly, for the Avalanche, if Kadri does walk, then it gets really interesting because is Alex Newhook ready to be your second-line center? I don't know that he is. All right, so let's do this. Let's, uh, let's take a quick breath. 
Let's take a look and see if we can comb the quote wire, so to speak, the the internet nowadays. See uh, see if we can take a look at any if any uh, big you know or any deals of interest have come down. We'll take a look at that on the other side, and then something with Von Miller that came through that we want to address as well with you, Matt Our Smith, good buddy Von. Yes, we'll do all that on the other side. It's uh, Dan Jacobs and Matt Smith filling in for uh, Chad and Nate right here on the Fan. You're listening to Chad and Nate on Denver Sports Station, 104.3 The Fan. Dan Jacobs, Matt Smith, the hockey experts on NHL Free Agency Day, filling in for Chad and Nate. Hope they're enjoying their time off. Well, Nate doesn't really have time off. What, why not? I think Nate's doing the drive today with Tyler. Oh, is he? Actually. Oh, okay, yeah, I think so. All right, he got the, he got Tad, the... Chad. Chad is celebrating. You know, I'm pretty sure he's still hungover from his birthday celebration last night. <laughs> oh yeah, right. He seems yeah, like a big party animal. <laughs> I know. If there's like one guy on the station who that would surprise you the most, it might be Chad. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what was funny about Chad one time. So um, you know, I'm, I'm flipping around. I'm watching Dateline, uh, and, th- oh. and, and there's Chad Brown on Dateline. Oh, yeah, yeah, I remember, yeah, the snakes. <laughs> yeah, like, I know that guy. Not, 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 not for anything nefarious. He was brought in for an expert opinion on reptiles, if I if I he was part, What do you mean, not nefarious? He was part of a murder mystery, man. What are you talking about? Yeah, but, okay, <laughs> let's, just, let's just settle down here before you drag. You, as a judge, should know better. We, we're, yes. getting, we're getting close to defamation territory here. No, there's no defamation. If, the, if there's truth, there's the <laughs> ultimate defense. What are you talking about? Plus, there's the, uh, there has to be actual malice. Do you know that? Chad is not a bad guy. Would, would you say there's actual malice in the statement I made here today there, uh, Mr. Smith? Of course not. There's no actual malice. No, sir, Your Honor. Yes, no, sir. Yes. Uh, no, sir. So, no, he was actually, it was a dateline. There was, I guess, this big reptile guy, you know, because Chad, Chad is, uh, he's big in the reptile world. And uh, and so anyway, but th- this guy that raises, I guess he was really big in these exotic snakes or whatever, his wife offed him. And uh, so Chad was brought His in. His wife left him? Is that what Offed him. Oh, oh, offed him. That's bing, not the same. Bing. No. Yes, no, it's definitely not. Le- leaving and offing is... Yeah. Uh, nope, nope, nope. One There's is, a difference. One you can get over. Uh, a lot of country <laughs> songs written about one, not so many about the other. There, uh, Chad. Yeah. Yeah, we'll get to country songs here in a minute. Yeah. We have our giveaway of the year here, I'll, I'll tell right. you about. But uh, oh, no. You are firing on all cylinders this morning, Dan. Yes, there we go. There we go. So, but yeah, so I, it was a very interesting dateline, and uh, Chad lent his expertise and because he, he, knew, he knew the guy and uh, had some dealings with him at uh, mm. certain trade shows, so you might want to check that out if you're a big fan of Chad Brown. Right. Yeah, so. definitely definitely would. Definitely would. So there you go. Speaking of uh, our favorite uh, players there, by the way, any uh, quick updates on NHL free agency or NHL free agency? Yeah, Claude Giroux to the Ottawa Senators. He goes home and his wife gets her wish, which was what we heard all along, and she wanted to go back home to Canada. So they go back home, and so now Florida is in a bit of a, in a, bit of a pickle. We'll, we're still waiting to hear what happens with Johnny Gaudreau from Calgary. He announced last night that he was going to test the open market. We're hearing possibly New Jersey. He wants to go play for his hometown Philly Flyers, but Philly doesn't want to move the first-round pick that it would require to clear up cap space. So Philly's making some interesting decisions there by doing that. As far as Avs news, we're hearing that Darcy Kemper 
to Washington is becoming more and more likely. Uh, so that is an interesting interesting spot for, for Darcy to wind up. But as far as the Avs news, we heard that Helm was re-signed this morning, Manson was re-signed this morning, and now we're awaiting news potentially on Lekkanen here as we're on air, Dan. Right, and so and you had mentioned Lekkanen, Probably what about four or five million? Well, he'll gobble. Yeah, up in cap I, space. I would imagine. I would imagine that it's going to be about five million. The Abs have nine point two million left in cap space. Adrian Dater just said as the market opened that the Abs are still in talks with Nazem Kadri. However, because the market did open, this was one thing we opened the show with. We heard that Kadri was going to test the market and let his agent field all the offers. We heard yesterday Darren Dreger of TSN reported that it's going to be a planned free-for-all for Kadri, and he kind of basically described what it was like to be a free agent in a tweet, and it was like, yeah, okay, well, that's what free agency is. is, is it's a planned free for all and if teams are interested they come and offer you but we're gonna see and and the news is is the abs are still involved which surprises me i don't know money wise how they're gonna make it happen but joe sackick is known to pull a rabbit out of a hat yes well that would be fantastic by the way I, I, we haven't talked about this my favorite my favorite abs uh take so far is that matt the abs quote and i quote you mm. got away with it in uh, winning the Stanley Cup, they they got away with it, and that they went cheap at the position of goaltender, and they went cheap at the position of head coach. Oh boy! So We're not do you, doing this again? So do you think they can get quote get away with it again because they went cheap at goaltender again, and they still have that cheap head coach? What do you think, Matt? Yeah, I mean that the boy, it's the, those that linoleum floors, right? Isn't that yes. isn't that the quote there? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, I think I think the head coach has has resolved that. By the way. We could talk about that for a second. The extension that Jared Bednar got midseason, it was something I talked about when he got that extension. He was awarded the two-year deal, I think it was in December, and we all said, hold on, you're giving a guy the extension? Well, he hasn't gotten his team across the finish line yet. But it was only a two-year extension, which allowed Sackick the flexibility that had it not worked out, and for some reason, had they had that early exit, he could have gotten out of that deal. But he looks great now because he signed the guy who got them across the finish line to an extension. And now we've really learned how great of a coach Bedsy is. And and I'll and I want to repeat this for any Avs fan out there. If you're looking for something to watch during the sports dead period, I could not recommend any more highly going on ESPN Plus and watching a quest for the cup. They, it's kind of like a mini playoff you know, hard knocks, playoff hockey, hard knocks, where they're behind the scenes and showing a bunch of different stuff. And of course, as the teams start to dwindle down, you get more and more abs coverage and the finale, they go through the, the, you know, the, the cup parade and, and the celebration. And it was just amazing. So definitely highly recommend a quest for the cup on ESPN plus. All right. Outstanding there. Uh, so we will continue. Got about a couple more minutes left in this segment. What what are the odds looking like now as far as, uh, I mean, your odds, Matt Smith, as far as, I mean, the abs still, I, I would think, remain at the top. Um, the Lightning got to be, st- I mean, are they just tired now? 
Well, Tampa Bay is interesting. We'll, we'll all remember Andre Pilat, who scored some big goals for the Lightning in that series. He is walking, and at a certain point in time, when you manipulate and play with the cap like they do, the bill is going to come due. And it appears that this is the year for Tampa Bay that they're going to lose some bigger pieces. They already had to trade away Ryan McDonough to try and create some more cap space. So losing Pilat and McDonough, that, that, that's those are big losses, certainly. So Tampa, I think, will take a little bit of a step back this year. But if you want to look at favorites, and we're not through the end of free agency, obviously it just started about 20 minutes ago or so, and deals are pouring in at the moment. But the Avs are still the favorite for the third consecutive year to win the Stanley Cup. And right now, if they can find a way to retain Nazem Kadri, I mean, they, they are instantly right back to the top of the list because I absolutely love the moves they've made. I would have had automatic one-year deals for Darren Helm and Andrew Cogliano immediately after the season was over. And sure enough, a weekend after the parade, Andrew Cogliano was signed on Tuesday. Now, if we look at this, you know, Helmer is signed the morning of free agency, but Cogliano was signed last week. Like, think about the type of impact that Andrew Cogliano had on that team as a trade deadline acquisition for a fifth-round pick. A fifth-round pick that would have never sniffed the league. And, you know, I love the fact that the Avs have shown that they're not afraid to move on from some of these younger assets because these guys aren't going to sniff the lineup while the Avs are in their window. So they're no good to you as assets. So you might as well use them to bring in some big pieces. And we'll see. I mean, there was the rumor. There was a rumor that if Patrick Kane were to have gone to Chicago and said, hey, you guys are blowing this thing up, I don't want to play with a bunch of AHLers during the twilight of my career, get me out of here and put me to a contender, that the Avalanche would be on his list. Now, reports are in this morning, as of this morning, that if Patrick Kane is to be moved, it's not going to happen until at least the deadline, which maybe at that point the Avs go back to it. But I just got I, I got to say, I mean, I think it's unwise for him, certainly, because, the, you know, I get that he wants to be in Chicago. And, and look, I'm from Chicago. I loved what he's done there. I loved his contributions. But at the same time, I mean, why would you want to waste the end of your career, your, your, your productive years with a bunch of AHLers and a team that's trying? to tank for the first overall pick. So, again, we'll see what happens there. But if Kadri leaves, then it's time to look at other options, Dan. Andrew Kopp, who was traded from Winnipeg to New York, is rumored to be an option at second-line center. I'd be surprised. We're hearing news that he might go to Detroit. So, uh, we'll see, Dan. We'll see what happens here with Kadri, certainly. I mean, that's going to leave a big hole the Avs would need to fill. All right, I want to tell everybody about the Fans Fast Lane to Cheyenne. We've got the prize pack of the year. Tickets to Jason Aldean, Dirks Bentley, Kid Rock, Nelly, Brooks and Dunn, and more at Cheyenne Frontier Days. Here's how you win tickets Thursday and Friday. Schlereth and Evans, Chad and Nate, Stokely and Zach, and The Drive will reveal, reveal a different word each show of our fast lane to Chey- uh, for our fast lane to Cheyenne phrase. This is what you have to listen for. This sound. Now, once all eight of the words have been revealed, the first caller who can tell us the entire fast lane to Cheyenne phrase will win the grand prize and all of those tickets. But you'll need to be listening to all four shows, both. Thursday and Friday to get the entire phrase. Good luck, ladies and gentlemen. That is certainly a prize pack worth 
listening for. All right, coming up next, we will continue to keep an eye on all things NHL free agency. And then also, I do want to get to this uh, Von Miller stuff as well. Matt Smith, Dan Jacobs, filling in for Nate and Chad. Denver Sports Station 1043, The Fan presents Chad and Nate. Dan Jacobs, Matt Smith, filling in for Chad and Nate. I can't believe I forgot to mention this, Matt. So we were talking about Tampa last segment. I, um, I'm i going to Africa, right, uh, on Friday. And I was, you know, throwing out to the Dan Jacobs show listeners on the weekend. Hey, do you have any travel tips, things like that, right? No, because I've never, I've never done a trip like that. Have you ever done something like that? One more time. I'm sorry. So I'm, you know, we were talking about Tampa, Right before the break, right the right. the lightning, and I'm going to, I'm going to Africa coming up on Friday morning. That's right, right, That's right. You are, and so I was. Of course, I'm throwing it out to the Dan Jacobs Show listeners. Travel tips. I've never I've never done a big trip like that. Have you Have you ever ventured into anything like that? I've been overseas several times. I've never been to Africa. Africa always seems like a place I'd love to go, but the amount of you know work that goes into it. Have you gotten your shots already? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. 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 I'm I'm, yeah, okay. I'm shot to the gills, baby. <laughs> yeah. So that that is, I have never been to Africa. I have been overseas a, a bunch before. But you're doing you're not necessarily going just strictly for vacation, right? No, it's not a vacation. It's not a vacation at all. It's a, it's like a mission trip. So I'm actually so that's what we were talking about last night. Uh, I've I proposed we do something on Friday called the shaving of the dad uh, coming up Thursday night after the show. Do you know what that is? I don't, I don't know if I want to know what that is. <laughs> Your reaction is about the same of what John Davis's was, right? Yeah, I believe it. John, John, John's a smart guy, and smart guys think alike. The shaving of the dad is what I have proposed. Is uh, So we're going over there. I'm staying not quite in a hut, but like a, like a dorm. And the, the access to the showers, I mean, you, you can shower every day if you want, but the, what I've, the way I've been told is it's kind of like that episode of Seinfeld where they... they, they it's did a the, low flow. Oh, I yes. don't like the sound of that. Like, like really low flow, like drip, right? right? And I'm like, do I really want to be... So I, I just proposed that I just zip, yep, shave the head. Right, you know, it'll you know, I'm gonna be gone you're going to shave weeks. your head because you're you, the limited access to shower. Why don't you just get like a really short haircut? How long are you? Well, that's what I mean. Like buzz it, you know, oh, you know, yeah. one or two car. Like not like not. I'm not like talking like Bicket, but yeah, not, just, not Drotar, not Drotar. no, yeah, not Drotar. I'm not going to Drotar it. Yeah, right. You know, just buzz it down, and then I also was teasing my wife. You know, I'll I'll just shave off the the facial hair too. Which here's the funny thing, Matt. My wife fought me tooth and nail for years about getting facial hair. Okay. And then I had to go away for a few months for for uh, a law school internship back in law school, right? Right. I came back with the facial hair. What's she going to do? Now she loves it. You know, really? Now she doesn't want you to get rid of it. Now she's nervous, you know, that, that I, I... What's your face going to look like? Has anything changed? Well, I'm, I'm just, you know, you and I, you know, you and I... You know, we're so darn handsome, Matt. You yes, know, we I put know. Mark Slayer at the shame. We, we put do. Stokely to shame. Well, everybody puts Stokely to shame. Oh, well. That's why he dresses so nice, you know. Right, he has to, exactly. he has to overcompensate. You got to compensate. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, she's a little nervous. You know, somebody on the text line said last night, well, she doesn't want you to look younger than her, Dan. Uh, <laughs> but she's she looks young. Trust me. She looks about 10 years younger than. But um, so, so what anyway, are you doing in Africa? Uh, well, we're we're going to an orphanage, and uh, oh. uh, it's it's an orphanage slash school. So, so, so yeah, it, if you can get in there, there's probably three or four hundred kids. 
Um, and then we're just teaching, I guess. I don't know. As long as I don't have to build anything like Matt Smith, I'll just do whatever I'm <laughs> yeah, told. Yeah, I can just get the – I'm envisioning the FaceTime now from the village. Matt, what do I do? <laughs> right. I, they gave me a hammer. What do I do? Um, exactly. Actually, so tonight, uh, if anybody very wants cool, to. Very cool. Very yeah. cool. Very cool you're doing that. Real quick, tonight, if anybody wants to. So this is a cool thing. This is neat. I thought this was neat. So you know how you get two bags? You can check two bags? Of course. What they have us do is one of those two bags, we just filled up with supplies for the kids, like underwear, uh, socks, pencils, pens, any of that stuff. So if anybody wants to help us fill up one of those 12 suitcases, just drop it off at Smokey Lone Rapa with the church right there. Um, oh yeah, do that. please so, do. What a cool, cool, what a cool thing that is that you guys are doing, and, and and really valuable. That's that's very kind of you to. I know you're a busy man with public service and with all your your efforts at the radio station and private endeavors. So to take some time out of your life, a significant portion of time to give back, I think is really cool. But they suggested here's the funny thing: the perfect gift for Matt Smith, uh, a Dan Jacobs show listener, suggested the perfect gift I could bring back for you. I'm a little nervous. From here. Africa. Okay. Tampa Bay Lightning three-peat T-shirts. <laughs> no. That's good, Dan. That's go. good. Uh, if you can find one, of the, <laughs> if you can find one over over there, I'll wear it. That's for sure. Yeah, I thought. Yeah, texter was uh, that, that was funny. that was spot on. They got to be all over the place, right? There's kudos be... to the texter, whoever sent that in. Yeah, who who was the runner-up? Oh, uh, uh, Joe Joe Burrow uh, Bengals T-shirts as well. You know. They, <laughs> yeah, exactly, so, exactly. Yeah, looking forward to that. All right, so we got one more segment coming up. Uh, so we just have about uh, ninety seconds here left in this segment. Let's do a quick update on signings in the uh, NHL. Matt, do you have anything jumping off the page for us? Yeah, I do. Another form, former Av is on the move. Nicholas Obey-Kubel, who is the infamous denter of the cup, he has signed a one-year, $1 million, $1 million deal with the Toronto Maple Leafs, which is a great depth piece for them. You know, he actually filled a really nice role being picked up off waivers midseason from Philly, but the Avs just don't have the room to retain him. And, you know, down the stretch, he was kind of fighting to be in and out of the lineup. I don't think he produ- produced offensively as much as they would have liked, but he certainly served a, a very, very important purpose last year and played a ton of hockey for the Avs this last season. So, you know, we'll all remember him, I think, most for his denting of the cup, quite <laughs> frankly. Uh, and another Nazem Kadri backup option is off the table, Dan. Let's give details about that on the other side, shall we? All right. On the other side, we'll do that and wrap this puppy up. Dan Jacobs and Matt Smith filling in. It's Chad and Nate on Denver's Sports Station, 104.3 The Fan. You know, Matt, I only, I've never recalled... Chad Brown actually getting mad on the air because he, he's even said, you know, I I don't get mad that often. The only hint I've ever heard of him getting mad was, but and I didn't say this, but a texter was trying to tattletale on me when I was filling in on the show, saying that I said I didn't like rap, and Chad about lost it. Like he he's very defensive of the of the hip hop rap genre. Yeah, I mean, genre. I mean, look, most people do enjoy music. You are you are <laughs> definitely in the minority. I've never met anybody that doesn't enjoy music, Dan. 
I, well, you know. Do you listen to it in the car, or is it just like silent? As I, well, I listen to the 104.3 The Fan. I'm contractually obligated. Sure. It's in my yeah, contract. Yes, it is. I forgot about that. I forgot about that. Is there at any point when you're listening to music in your life? Yes, I do. I actually get up in the mornings. I take walks with my uh, brand new uh, dog, and uh, I, I like to listen to positive music that uh, keeps gets me in a good mood. I lo- a little like, Beatles. Like, I listen to okay. uh, uh, Here Comes the Sun. Every day is on my playlist because I think it's something that puts you in a good frame of mind. Things like that. Good good stuff. Okay. Okay. Uplifting music. Yeah. Okay. Good, I, 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 want, I, I want good it. stuff going into my brain each day as I start my day. I appreciate that. I can. I still don't understand your 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 musical theories here, but, you know, I, I respect that there's different <laughs> strokes for different folks. It's not that I hate all music. It's just about but just most ninety nine percent of all the music in the world puts me in a really bad mood, and I can't I can't stand it. That's all. I'm so like I'm really sorry. That must be an awful way to go through. It's life. actually not. It's actually liberating. It's free. <laughs> okay. All right, Dan. Well, I'll have to take your word for it. Yes. All right. So we teased something right before the break. Lay it on us, Matt Smith. Yeah. So we have heard now there are several. Look. Nazem Kadri is the biggest name left on the board right now for the Avalanche, and can they bring him back? Avs fans desperately want this guy to come back. It's 10.45 right now. Free agency opened 45 minutes ago, and as we heard early this morning that Kadri at 10 a.m. would start fielding all of the pitches from potential suitors. Now, we know that there have to be a good number of them offering a lot of money. Andrew Kopp is off the board to Detroit. Andrew Kopp from Winnipeg traded to New York is was one of the higher-ranked second-line center options that was out there. He is now off the board with a long-term deal to the Red Wings, which potentially closes an avenue for Nazem Kadri, certainly. We have also heard Vincent Trocek from Carolina, who is a potential backup plan for the Avalanche when it comes to Kadri moving on. He is off the board to the Rangers. So the Rangers and the Red Wings, two teams that were needing centers, now have found them. And I think the options for Kadri as far as suitors, that that list is probably dwindling a little bit as things are just pouring in here and moving very quickly. So uh, the Avs we hear, Dan, are still in talks with Kadri. How they're going to make that work, we know they have to pay Lekkonen. But let's talk about options in case Kadri walks. I'm seeing a lot of questions on the text line. You know, who should the Avs target if Kadri is not their guy? Well, there's a pair of brothers, Dylan Strom, who played for the Black. And Ryan Strom, who played for the Rangers, are two available options. Now, I would prefer Dylan to Ryan. Dylan, of course, from the Blackhawks. I just think there's a little bit more dynamic there. I think he's a little bit more dynamic than Ryan is, but I'd be curious to know if the Avs pursue either one of those guys because options are limited. And as we keep drawing on here, Dan, they're only going to become less and less. So when I look at it for the Avalanche right now, I mean, I, I think you're going to see guys like Dylan Strom and Ryan Strom wait out Nazem Kadri's decision. So if we do end up hearing over the next course of you know the next hour or the next couple hours and make sure you're locked into the fan I know Orlando and Cecil will have their eyes on the ball and they're going to be giving you updates as we hear them. But I would imagine if we do end up hearing that Kadri goes somewhere else, then guys like Ryan Strom and Dylan Strom are going to come off the board pretty quickly, I'd imagine. Yeah, here's the thing about Kadri, though. 
it's one thing to, okay, well, we need a second-line center, and you plug in a second-line center. It's di- the, the problem, though, is, well, one, the, the Kadri was one of the best players in the NHL almost all season last year, so there's, A, replacing that, not just putting a body in there, but also the, the more important thing is the attitude, the leadership that he provided that the, the Avs just never had until Kadri provided it and got locked in. Like, they don't win the Cup without him. There's no question in my mind. Without him, you have what they had in the second round last year against the Knights. So I'm just a little nervous that I'm, what I hope is that he came here, he helped them get over the hump, and now now that they're over the hump, that's never going to be a problem again. But I'm a little bit nervous, and I know we talked about this on the show uh, last weekend, is if he's gone, do they fall back to their previous position where they lack that mental toughness? They lack that guy that when things go, you know, fall down and into the doldrums, he steps on the gas and pulls, literally puts the team on his back and pulls them out of it. How worried about that are you? Yeah, I'm not really worried about it. I think this team has, you know, grown together and they have all have more calluses and they all have a Stanley Cup now. So, yeah, Kadri, look, I don't want to I don't want to, you know, diminish Kadri's significance cuz it's certainly there. And I do believe that that's a guy if you lose is going to be replaced by committee. However, you know, I think it's going to be really interesting cuz they need another impactful top 6 player if they want to remain at that caliber truly and have the positional versatility. One of the things we saw in the playoffs was when injuries did occur they were able to weather them right because they had that depth as far as being you know not mentally tough I think you could say that of previous Avs teams I would never have classified this year's team that way I think these guys learned their lessons they finally started learning and applying the lessons that they had learned in their playoff failures and their playoff drought so for me that that isn't really a well, giant we, well hold on we saw it it's though. just not we saw it we saw it starting to go that way against the Blues we saw it in McKinnon's hat trick like we saw yeah, him step up. He, yeah, we saw him game. step up and lead. We saw him be the man coming back after being injured with a broken thumb and be the one to yeah. sc- to lift the net. You know, the, the puck into the net in overtime. We we, yeah. we did see hints that it could be going that way even this year but in the playoffs. But it didn't. Well, because of him. That's my, my argument. Is because That's your of him. argument, because yeah. of him. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I think you can make that a, a partial argument. The truth is, is that even on that game, the, the overtime game-winning goal in Game 4 of the Cup Final was an incredible play. But the first three periods leading up to that, he looked like a guy who maybe shouldn't have even been out there, right? And so, I mean, like, I, I, I think that, that you may be overstating it just a little bit, Dan, just a little bit. But well, I would I, never I, do that. I would never do no. that. No, no. Impossible. But no, but I, I mean, I understand. He's a very important member of this team. And, and here's the thing with Kadri. Look, he's going to be 32 this season. He just had his career year. And it wasn't like he just had his career year best season. He more than doubled his best season ever. So if you're going to gamble at a very high number on a guy like that to replicate that kind of success over the back nine of his career, I think it's a, it's a huge risk to take for a team that does have so many other pieces locked up. And if for some reason they can't get a deal worked out with Kadri, they do have some other options. Now, I do also believe that it doesn't entirely rule out a Patrick Kane situation potentially arising. We heard today that the most likely he's going to be dealt is at the deadline. 
But, I mean, we'll see what happens here. I don't know what the hell Chicago's doing. They just signed Max Domi and Andres Athanasiu, which doesn't make a lot of sense for a team that's rebuilding. I, I, I don't get what they're doing. They're trying to tank, and so if you were trying to tank, common sense would be to move valuable pieces for assets, so maybe that's still an option. And like I said, Sackick's known for pulling a rabbit out of his hat, so over the course of the next couple hours, we're going to see if Kadri does get a deal that makes him go, oh my God, like, oh my God, I, I can't turn this down. The other name that we're hearing is potentially, potentially Matthew Kachuk. Now that Ghani, Johnny Gaudreau is out in Calgary, Matthew Kachuk is a center, and people are talking about big trades. If the Avalanche were potentially interested in moving for a Kane, I don't see any reason why they wouldn't be for a Kachuk, and Kachuk plays center. So for me, uh, I, I, I think the options are on the board right now for the Avalanche, but they are dwindling, Dan. They certainly are. Well, Matt, hey, man, I had always been looking forward to doing a show with you. Uh, it was... I, it was a pleasure and a treat. Thank you so much. Of course, buddy. And I hope you have a great time, Judge, down in Africa. I hope you play some Toto while you're down there. Oh, absolutely. And, uh, you know, very cool thing you're doing, giving back and, and safe travels. And I hope it's a really rewarding experience for you guys. All right. Thank you, sir. And coming up next, it's Orlando and Cecil. Hey, this is Nate Jackson. Thanks for checking out Chad and Nate On Demand, presented by SCL Mortgage, the home of MySpecialMortgage.com.